Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. The tools of a wise master builder. If you have your Bibles, open the book of Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs 24. We start reading from verse number 3. Proverbs chapter 24, we start reading from verse number 3. The Bible says, Through wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increase in strength. By wise counsel you would wage your own war, and in multitude of counselors there is safety. Now, from this passage of scripture, you begin to see the Bible is giving us a clue or giving us an insight as to how to build a house. And by extension, it's saying how you build your life. The Bible is saying this is the way to build your life according to the pattern of the Almighty God. It's saying, number one, you need wisdom to be able to build if you are going to build according to the pattern that the Almighty God is giving you. It says, through wisdom, a house is built. You can replace that house with a life. You can replace that house with a career. You can replace that life with a family. You can replace that life with finances, whatever. But it said, through wisdom, a house is built. Number two, to build our life according to the pattern that God is giving unto us, you need understanding. It's not just wisdom, but you need understanding in that particular area. The Bible says, and by understanding, it is established. So it's not just building the house. It's making sure that the house is established. And you use wisdom in building, but it takes understanding to establish it. It takes understanding to be able to guide it. It takes understanding to make sure that what you are building does not crumble. And then the third thing is that to build our lives according to God's pattern, we also need knowledge. You need knowledge. Look at verse number 4 of uh, Proverbs 24. He said, by knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So you need wisdom. You need understanding. And you need knowledge. These three things constitute the basic building block for any life. Anything, any department of your life, if you apply wisdom, if you apply understanding, and you apply knowledge, there is no way to be very difficult for you to fail. The reason is because you need to understand the basics of what you are putting yourself into. When you understand, when you know the basis, which is the knowledge, you understand how things interact, and then you apply that knowledge, which is wisdom, that is the basis, that is the basis of success. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding are the building blocks for building a successful life. And the question then is, why do you need wisdom? Why do you need knowledge? Why do you need understanding? Why do you need these three building blocks? Why do you need these three building blocks to build a successful life? I will suggest to you that you need these three building blocks because, number one, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, they strengthen your structure, whatever you are building. They strengthen your structure. Look at verse number 5 of Proverbs 24. The Bible says, a wise man is strong. 
He's strong because he knows what he's doing. He's strong because he can apply, he has been able to apply the wisdom, the knowledge that he has gained. He's been able to apply it. He's strong because you understand the circumstances under which he's operating. There are many people who are operating in an environment where they have no clue what is going on. And that is why you get to work, you find that some people are very, very good in office politics and they can overturn you. Even when they are not doing anything, they are getting promotion. How do they do it? Because they understand the environment. But some of us, we just go to work, we think it's just to do the work, do the work, do the work, and then go back home. And then they are promoting people and they forget, why are you not promoting me? You don't understand how that system works. And the Bible says that a wise man is strong because he understands, he has the knowledge, he has the understanding, and is able to apply the knowledge. That's why he's strong. Number two, why do you need this three building block? You need this three building block because they fortify whatever building that you are building. You have heard me say it several times here. Your failure in life is not the result of another person. It is your responsibility. Yes, you may not like my face, but you cannot question the work that I've done. You cannot question the quality of the work that I'm doing. You cannot question my understanding of the basics. You cannot question my application of knowledge. And as such, you f- I fortify myself so that when you want to touch me, people will say, oh boy, relax now. <laughs> this guy is good at what he's doing. He has applied the knowledge. He understands the environment. He knows what he's doing. The only thing is that if you say you don't like him, yes, we understand. But not on the basis of his work. The point I'm saying is that I have built a kind of a, a structure, a reinforcement around myself that you just cannot pull me down. But if I'm doing a shady work, I don't go to work. I am lazy. I don't do a good job. I'm always complaining. I always have something to complain about. It is very easy when they want to chop the staff that this is the first person they put on the chopping block. Why? Because you have not lived the life of wisdom. You have not shown that you have understanding. You don't understand how you have not displayed knowledge of the things that you are doing. Because your work does not reflect it. The point you are making is that we need this three building block, number one, because it strengthens whatever structure you are building. Number two, because it fortifies that particular building. Number three, it gives you strategic advantage. When you operate in wisdom, in knowledge, and understand it, and you build your life, or build your career, or build your finances, or build everything around those three basic structures, you will find out that you have a strategic advantage. You know what other people don't know. You understand the environment that most people are just walking into it blindly, but you have an idea of what you are doing. And you are applying the knowledge, and that's why it's positioning you and giving you the advantage. Not only that, why do you need to build, use the three building block? You build, use the three building block because it keeps your building safe. When you apply knowledge, when you understand what is going on, and you apply the knowledge that you have into your life, into your finances, that is when you don't make bad investment. You don't get involved in bad relationships. You don't go to places where it's questionable. And then it keeps you safe. Nobody can just walk up onto you and talk to you anyhow. There's a difference between the way you present yourself. The way you carry yourself determines how the people talk to you. If I come out as a riffraff, they talk to you as a riffraff. But if you come out and you look dignified, they talk to you as sir. It doesn't matter who you are. So with wisdom, it keeps you safe. It keeps your family safe. It keeps whatever you are doing and you are building with this three building block, it keeps you safe. That is why you need to build with this three building block. That is why you need wisdom. That is why you need understanding. That is why you need knowledge. Because all these things help you to build according to the pattern that God has given unto you. And many will agree that you know that if you see a doctor and he does not have a good tools, how is he going to be able to diagnose what's going on? 
If something is happening inside your belly, you're having pain, and the doctor has no has no tools to be able to look at it, it's very difficult for that particular individual to tell you what the problem is. And the same is true of a builder. He does not, if he does not have the necessary tools, he will be limited in his ability. So there's one thing for you to build with wisdom, with knowledge and with understanding. It's another thing for you to have the tools through which all those three things can express themselves. The building block that God has given unto you, the building block of wisdom, of knowledge, of understanding, they need a channel to flow if you are going to benefit from it. For God's wisdom and knowledge and understanding to produce the results in our life, as we build according to his pattern, they need the support of a specific channel, which is a specific tool. You need some tools through which that wisdom, that knowledge, that understanding to operate. And the question is, what are the tools that will help a wise master builder use the block of wisdom, use the block of understanding, use the block of knowledge? What are the tools that a master builder needs? Now, before I answer that question, I want you to understand what I refer to as a tool. What are these things that we call tools? And why are they important? A tool is a device that aids the accomplishment of a task. Just like we are sitting, those of us in the room right now, we are taking notes. A tool is a pen that is in your hand that you are using to be able to take notes of the things that you want to remember. A tool is a device that aids the accomplishment of a task. A tool is an instrument used in the effective performance of a task. So when we talk about the tool for the wise master builder, we are talking about the devices that a master builder, which is you and I, the tool that we are using to accomplish the purpose that God is giving unto us. That is what we're talking about. The device that is used by a wise master builder to accomplish the task of building according to God's pattern. That's what a tool is. When we talk about the tool, we're talking about the instrument used by a wise master builder to effectively perform the task that God has given unto him. So what then are these tools? Let's go to the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, Paul outlined the tools that he himself used when he was building the church at Ephesus. You will notice that every church that Paul the Apostle ministered to, he will write them a letter. And in the very first chapter, you will see the tools that he's using for that particular church, to build that church up. And we take an example from the book of Ephesians chapter 1. In Ephesians chapter 1, reading from verse number 15, he therefore said, after Paul had greeted them and everything, he said, therefore... I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and uh, in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. In other words, you will notice the very first thing if you go back to verse number 15. He said, therefore, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints, verse number 16 now say, I do not cease to give thanks for you and make a mention of you in my prayers. In other words, there is nothing that I can do to help you people. But first of all, if you are going to be built up, if you are going to be established, I need to cover you with the tool of prayer. That's basically what it is. Anything you do in life, if you are going to, whatever you are building in life, if the tool of prayer is not employed, 
properly, you will find that it becomes very difficult for that individual to operate. And that's why the Bible says it's not by power, it's not by might, but by my spirit. In other words, you have to be able to through prayer, bring everything to the presence of the Almighty God. It's a true supplication and prayer. Let your request be made known unto the Father. So it's not how much you run. It's not by ability to do whatever you can do by your own strength. But the, what gives you the result that you want is also a function of your ability to connect with heaven. So the very first tool of the wise master builder who wants to build his life, who wants to build his family, who wants to build whatever career that the Lord has chosen for him, who wants to be able to build the life of his children, the first tool that you need to have in your toolkit is the tool of prayer. Because you need to lift yourself in the presence of the Almighty God in prayer. You need to lift your walk to Almighty God in prayer. You need to lift your family, your husband, your wife, your children, whatever. Lift them up in prayer. Because without prayer, it is impossible for you to accomplish what the Lord God Almighty has called you to do. The Bible makes us to understand that when Jesus was about to begin his own ministry, Jesus, the Son of God, God in the flesh, Bible tells us in the book of Matthew chapter 4, he said he went into the wilderness. And what was he doing there? Praying and fasting to seek the face of God before he even started his own ministry. If Jesus did that, who are you? Who am I? The point is that the tool, the very choice tool, the first tool in the hand of a master builder is the tool of prayer. And you must learn to use it if you want to build according to the, according to the pattern that God is giving you. Number two, the second tool in the hand of a master builder. Look at Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1 verse number 11. It says, for I long to see you that I may impact to you some spiritual gifts so that you may be established. In other words, Paul is talking about the Roman church. I want to grow this church. I want this church to be established. But I'm going to use one tool in building this church. And that tool is the tool of fellowship. He said, I long to be with you. You cannot build anything on your own. You need individuals around you. You need men, you need women. You need people who are close and people who are far. You need fellowship. And that's why the Bible tells us, I think, in the book of Hebrew, he said, do not forsake the assembly of one another together. Because some people have done so and have shipwrecked their life. You cannot build anything that God wants you to build, build it in isolation. You cannot do it on your own. You need the investment of the life of other people. And that is why one of the tools that you need, one of the tools that you must use, is the tool of fellowship. The tool of gathering with other people. Having a relationship with other people. The third tool in the hands of the wise master builder is the tool of study. Look at the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2. Reading from verse number 15, the Bible says, Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. In other words, if you are going to build up anything, you need to know about that thing that you are doing. A lot of people are married and they have never read one book about marriage. A lot of people are doing one particular business and they have not read a book about that business. We are involved in one activity or the other and we have no information. Straight information. We have not researched that area. We have not studied that area to understand what that area requires for success. One thing I can assure you is that whatever business that you are in, whatever you are doing in life, you are not the first person to do it. Some people have done it and they have succeeded. Some people have done it and they have failed. If you want to do it and succeed, the first question you need to ask yourself is, the people who succeeded, what did they do to succeed? Paul the Apostle was saying to Timothy, his son in the Lord, he said, if you want to succeed in this business of ministry, of bringing others into the kingdom, he said, study to show yourself approved a workman that need not to be ashamed. 
Study. Make sure you understand the basics of ministry. Make sure you understand what it takes to succeed. So that is the way you build as a wise master builder. And you can apply that to your career. What does it take to succeed in the career that you have chosen? You can apply it to your family. What does it take to succeed in a family? You can apply it into the area of raising your children. What does it take to raise successful children? You can apply it to every department of your life. What does it take to succeed? And Paul the Apostle is telling Timothy, say, study to show yourself approved. Find out what other people have done to succeed and do it. And then number four, the fourth tool in the hands of the wise master builder is the tool of impartation. The tool of impartation. There are certain things you will never be able to read in a book, I can assure you. There are things that you can study from now till kingdom come. You will never see it in a book. Romans chapter 1 verse 11, he said, I long to see you that I might impart to you some spiritual gifts. There are certain things that you get by impartation. Somebody who has gone through it will come and say, this is the way to do it. They will show you. Because of experience that they have gone through, they've been able to have an encounter with the Almighty God. And the Lord is saying, this is the direction to go. You can read all the books in the world, you will never find it. And that's why you need an impartation. You need somebody who has traveled that road, who understands the journey, who understands the terrain, and to show you, this is what you need to do to be able to succeed. The fifth tool that you need is the tool of advocacy. And by advocacy, I mean teaching. I mean presenting the truth to other people. There is no way you can build by doing it alone. You have to teach other people because only you cannot do it. The Bible tells us in that particular Second Timothy chapter 4, they say, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. In other words, make sure you are taking this word and you are telling other people. Make sure you are teaching the people around you. Make sure that the word that you have, that word is not residing only in you. It is being transmitted to other people. The tool of advocacy, you have to teach other people. And you can apply this to every department of your life. I tell people the easiest way you can get promoted at your place of work is to make yourself valuable. Number six is the tool of structure. Titus chapter one, reading from verse number five, the Bible says, He said, For this cause I left thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting, and ordain elders in every city as I have appointed thee. What does that mean? Paul is saying you cannot build, you cannot build in a disorganized environment. You cannot build in a disjointed environment. You cannot build in an unstructured environment. You need the tool of structure. He said, Titus, there's a reason why I left you in Crete. The reason is for you to put order where there is no order. Many people are not moving forward today because they have no order in their life. There is no routine. When they wake up in the morning, they don't know what to do. When they wake up, they have no agenda for the day. They have no agenda for the week. They have no agenda for the month. And so what happened? The whole day is wasted. The whole week is wasted. The whole month is wasted. And then they turn around the end of the year and say, what happened? What happened is because you had no structure. You cannot build anything without the structure. And you can tell the child that will be successful and the one that will not be successful by the structure, the daily routine that have been put into their lives. If there is no order, you cannot progress. You cannot progress. And the Bible is telling us, if you are going to build whatever God is giving you the opportunity to build, if you are going to move forward, you need the tool of structure. You need to structure your life first. Put a routine in there. What do I do when I wake up? 
What do I do when I get up? What do I do when it's in the afternoon? There has to be a structure. They say the success of a man is determined by his daily routine. The success of an individual is a function of his daily routine. If you have no routine, you are setting yourself up for failure. And then finally, the tool of the wise master builder is the tool of discipleship and mentorship. The tool of discipleship and mentorship. Paul the Apostle said in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, he said, the things that you have heard of me among many witnesses, he said, the same commit to faithful men who are able to teach others also. That is three generations of people. He said, what you heard of me, he said, the same commit to faithful men who are able to teach other people. Actually, four generations, because that's Paul, that's Timothy, the people that Timothy will teach, and the people that those people will teach. The things you have heard of me, the same commit to faithful men who are able to teach other people also. A building is as good as the people who will eventually inherit it. The success of a family, the success of a man, the success of an individual, the success of a business is a function of their succession. Who is going to take over? For you to build accordingly, you must have people who are learning from you and the people you are learning from. Because no man knows everything. The point you are making is that the tool of a wise master builder is that he tries to communicate the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding that he has into the life of other people and he himself subjects himself to the training and the mentorship of others. He learns from other people also because he doesn't want to be an island. That's where he keeps on, he keeps fresh. That's how he turns over the knowledge in his heart. That's where he gets himself exposed to new things, to new ideas. There's this thing that goes on in the church and people say, yes, after all, we are all child of God. I can read the Bible. My friend, you cannot read the Bible. There are some people that God has blessed. God has called them and God has endowed them with a specific ministry. And because he has endowed them with specific ministry, he gives them a revelation that you will never get. Because of the fact that that is what he has called them to do. And because he has given them that revelation, when they speak, they have deep insight into the word of God. That you will never be able to access. And that's why you need to subject yourself under a particular teacher. Under a particular mentor. Somebody who has a proven ministry in the hand of the Almighty God. Whatever you are interested in, you look for the person that has a proven ministry in that area. And put yourself under that person as a disciple. Learn what they have to say. And then you will see the changes in your life. Number seven. For a wise master builder, he needs people he can pour to, and he also needs a place where he himself can be filled. That's discipleship and mentorship. The question then is that, why are these tools important to the wise master builder? Why are these tools important to them? It is important because when you have these tools in your life, the tools of prayer, the tools of discipleship, the tools of mentorship, the tools of advocacy, when you have all those tools in your toolkit, it decreases your efforts. You're not just striving and striving. Number two, it is important because it increases your efficiency. When you recognize the tool and you use it effectively, your efficiency increases. The Bible says if the axe is dull and one does not sharpen the head, then he must use more strength. And if you read that verse in reverse, if the axe is dull and you sharpen it, that means you use what? Less energy, less strength. Not only that, it multiplies your effectiveness. When you use the tools, when you use the tool of advocacy, you teach your kid. When you use the tool of study, you understand what's going on. It multiplies your effectiveness. It helps you to be better than what you are supposed to be. And then it reduces your risk of failure. 
reduces your risk of failure because you already know how to use it. You already know what to use and how to use it. And then it increases your chances of success. That's why you use these tools in your life, in your family, in your career, in your finances, in the call of God upon your life. That's why you use it. Because number one, it decreases the effort that you have to put in. It increases your efficiency. It multiplies your effectiveness. It reduces the risk that you face. And then it increases your success rates. That's why you do this. That's why you study. That's why you pray. That's why you preach the word of God. That's why you make sure that other people around you are developed in the word of God. Because this is what it does for you. Now, seeing the importance of these tools in the life of an individual, the thing that saddens my heart is that many people in the church are not even interested in using them. And the question is why? Why are people in the church not building their life, building their family, building their career, building the call of God upon their life using the tools that God has made available? Why are we not doing it? The first reason is that they don't even know that those tools exist. Some people don't even know those tools exist. So the first issue why people are not using this tool is because of ignorance. The Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. What you don't know can hurt you. That's why you need to educate yourself. I tell people you have a responsibility to educate yourself. Number two, people don't use the tool because of indolence. And that's basically laziness. It is too difficult to walk. And because it is difficult, they are too lazy to do it. The Bible says by much slothfulness. The building decays, and through idleness of the hand, the house drops through. In other words, when you don't do what you're supposed to do, what happens? Your house will fall on your head. But most people don't use it because of indolence. Most people don't use it because of indiscipline. They cannot do it consistently. This thing requires consistent practice. It's not something you do one day, live the other day. That's why people like us have this, uh, what do you call it, pot belly. Because we don't exercise every day. We don't use it because of irresponsibility. Many of us don't see that the action, what I do today, affects my children. What I do today affects the people that are coming behind me. Because we don't see that link, because of irresponsible behavior, we don't do what we're supposed to do. But when you realize that everything you do today affects the life of your children, you begin to take notes. You begin to act differently. And you begin to do things differently. The Bible says that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children and his children's children. So he's thinking three generations ahead. That's what the righteous man does. The question then becomes, who can use this tool and use them effectively? Who can use it? For you to use the tools of the wise master builder, you must be curious and you must be informed. You must be curious and you must be informed. A wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increase strengths. You must be curious. You cannot just go through life just indifferent. You have to be interested and find out why is this thing the way it is? How do people succeed? There has to be that curiosity. Ask difficult questions of yourself. Why am I in this situation that I am? What can I do to change it? And then inform yourself. Educate yourself. Because you cannot, there's no excuse for failure. Number two, the man that will use this tool, the tools of the wise master builder, is a person that is trained and exercised. What do I mean? You have to be trained in how to pray. You have to be exercised. In other words, you have to practice and practice and practice. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14 says, But strong meat belong to them that are of full aid. 
Even those who by reason of use, that's exercise, reason of use, reason of use, in other words, by practicing, by doing it over and over and over, he said, have their senses exercised to discern good and evil. You have to be trained and you have to practice it. You cannot pray by just reading about prayer. You pray by praying. You are not going to be proficient in using these tools unless you learn how to use them and then you practice how to use them. Number three, man or the woman who will use the tools of the wise master builder is the one who is diligent and who is focused. You have to be diligent. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, 29, it says, Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He said, that man will stand before king. He shall not stand before mean men. In other words, when you see people being promoted, when you see them on the internet and everybody's celebrating them, it is not by accident. Not all of them were born into the family of rich people. Not all of them. Some of them walked their way to that particular place. And the Bible is saying the man who will use the tools that God has made available for the wise master builder, that man must be diligent. You cannot be lazy. If you want to be successful as a Christian, you cannot be lazy. It's not possible. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.